Hi, and welcome to this episode of our podcast, In One Ear and Out the Other, brought to you by Annexa Vets. I'm Emma Franklin, and today I'm actually chatting to another vet called Emma. So this is Emma Bullock. Hi, Emma. Thanks for joining me today. No problem. Happy to be here. Brilliant. So today we're going to talk a bit about things that need to happen with the calves from the time that they're weaned before they go grazing because on our spring calving herds a lot of farmers are getting ready and thinking about calves heading off farm in preparation to go grazing. Yes. Yeah. And so I've talked to Emma today so that we can talk about a few different topics. So we're going to cover a few things. We'll talk about some vaccinations. We're going to talk about drenching and some of the things to think about to make sure that you're using that drench in as safe a way as possible. And we'll also talk a bit about meal and calves having meal around weaning time. So Emma, can you give me some of your thoughts please around what vaccinations we should give to calves and why? So the most common vaccinations that we're covering at the moment would be, um, we're covering for leptospirosis and for clostridial disease. So um, usually calves have their first clostridial vaccination um, when they're disbudded or if they're not done at disbudding they're done about now. Um, now that one covers for you know sudden death, tetanus and so forth. That would be your 5-in-1, 6-in-1 or 10-in-1 and they usually get one vaccination early in age and then a booster four weeks later. I do really like how those clostridial vaccination names just tell you how many strains of vaccine <laughs> yeah. they cover. It's really easy. So 5-in-1 covers 5 strains, 6-in-1 covers 6 strains. 10-1 covers 10 strains for those really high-risk farms. Yes, so you can just chat to your vet about which one's most suited to your farm, but I guess the most commonly used one is the 6-in-1 yep. vaccination. Perfect. What else are we doing at the moment? So um, most calves are having their first or second lepto vaccination. Um, now, they can be covered for lepto as early as four weeks old, and we do encourage early vaccination because lepto actually is a bacteria that can be found in paddocks, particularly wet paddocks. It loves wet environments. So as soon as calves are out grazing, they could be exposed to lepto and they can pick it up. Calves themselves and cattle themselves don't get sick with lepto, but they can carry it for their life and they can shed it in their urine. So when they're adult animals and you're in the shed milking the cows or you're calving her at calving time, you're at risk of picking up lepto or getting exposed to it. So the earlier we get them covered, the better the cover for protecting people, really. Yeah, absolutely. And and lepto, anybody who out there who's ever spoken to somebody who's suffered from lepto knows that it's a really awful disease. People can end up in hospital for months yes. at a time, off work for months or perhaps even ever. And it's also one of those diseases that even if you get over the first bout, it can crop up again and reappear again for you. So we really want to do everything we can do to protect us as vets as well as the farmers from having the, that nasty disease. Yes, so that one's uh, mostly from a health and safety point of view that we cover yeah. lepto. Which is also, I guess, why we as vets do that vaccination ourselves, so that we can be 100% certain that everything around how the vaccine is handled and administered and dates, etc., are all done correctly. Yes. Yep. What, now, else can, what else can calves get that we might vaccinate against? Now the other two probably next most common vaccines that we cover would be Salmonella. Um, so a lot of farms choose to have the herd covered for Salmonella which means we start the pro program as calves. Um, sometimes they're started later in life but a lot of people will start them as calves 
and we have them covered with salmonella when we cover them with lepto, so about the same timing. Um, and the reason for this is salmonella seems to crop up some years more than others, but we can get outbreaks in herds and it can lead to deaths and scours and can really impact farms. So it's really good to cover. Certain farms at risk will want to cover for that one. Yeah, definitely. And and I've had situations with my own clients in the past where they've their herds have picked up salmonella because of a neighbouring farm has had the salmonella yeah. and it's come downstream on a waterway, for example. Yeah. And yeah. I've also had workers getting sick too because it's another one of those diseases yeah. that can pass from animals to humans as yes. well. Yes, and I've just had a calf rarer have salmonella themselves. So oh. it, it is common. We see it every season. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, Okay, so luckily the next disease that we vaccinate doesn't affect humans. No, so um, BVD would be the, the next most common one we cover for. And that one, we just make sure they're covered before they go out to grazing because um, they might be mixing or might come into contact with other grazing animals and if they um, come into contact with the virus it can affect their growth rates and potentially they could um, transport the virus back to the farm down the track so we don't want that happening. Absolutely I'm going to not let us talk about BVD too much more because it is one of my pet topics and I could talk for hours on this one so maybe we'll do a whole separate podcast on BVD another time. Yeah sounds like a good idea. Now That's vaccination. So that's really good. Thank you. Just a reminder as to which vaccinations we give when. So the clostridial and the lepto, we really want to start nice and early. Salmonella will get in there with the lepto as well for those farms that are considered at risk. And we really want to make sure that we're protecting the people as well as the calves by doing those vaccinations correctly. Yes. Yeah. Now let's go on to the next topic. So what do we want to say about drenching, Emma? Um, normally a, a common question would be when do I start drenching my calves and I would say they can't actually um, complete the worm life cycle until they've been on pasture for three to four weeks and they need to eat a decent amount of pasture to be picking up worms so maybe give their first drench when they're between 80 and 100 kilos is common okay. um, so when you're giving the first drench there's a few things you need to look out for yeah absolutely if i'm the worker on the farm and the boss has handed me a packet of drench and said go drench that mob what should i be thinking about before i actually start giving those calves that drench yeah so there's a few things that crop up every year so one thing is sometimes people will put a certain drench into another drench container because it's easier to dispense or drench the calves and then that drench gets left in that container um, but might not necessarily marry up with what the label is. So just make sure you know exactly what drench you're using and it does marry up with the label because different drenches are safe at different weights. So some drenches aren't safe to use until calves are 120 kilos or more whilst others are safe to use from you know 70, 80 kilos and most drenches will say on their label when what weight they can be drenched at and there'll be a little chart you can follow excellent and that'll tell you how much drench to give for the weight yes which brings us to how do i know what weight my calves are so let's say this is my first season working on a farm i can't tell what weight a calf is by looking at it no so you can use um scales if you've got access to them or a weight belt And I've also had clients just put some string around calves' bellies and then measure the string and they've looked up on Google like how long it has to be for that weight. So essentially they've looked up the weight belt. Perfect. But a Kiwi ingenuity. (laughs) Yeah, it was very clever. (laughs) Excellent. We have weight belts in the clinic and they're 
that easy enough to come by. So you could try one of those. Excellent. Yeah. And also, I guess, now just to have a little plug for our Anexa technicians, that if you do want to weigh your stock or your bosses want to weigh the stock, that our technicians can go out there with our mobile scales and weigh any of your animals, whether they be calves or the herd or whatever else, and pop those weights straight into Minder. And that is worth doing because we want to make sure they're weaned up to weight. You know, we don't want to wean them too early because that can have lifelong effects on their you know, longevity in the herd and so forth. So um, weighing them is a good idea. Great. So I have my drench in the right container. I know exactly what it is. I know what my dose rate is. And I've weighed my calves or I know my weight range of my calves. Yes. So what next? Um, so... Make sure your drench gun's working and it's dosing to the actual dose. So you can actually measure, you can even test, test it with water and measure how much it's, it's drawn up and that that actually matches, 10 mils actually matches 10 mils. Yeah, so um, cali- calibrate the gun before you start yeah. to make sure that it is accurately dosing. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. And then the last thing would be some people, I mean, most calves are weaned now, but there are still some on milk. Some people in the past have put drench in the milk. Um, this isn't safe because it, di- it diverts and doesn't go it goes directly to the stomach and it increases um, the, the level of toxicity um, to the calf so you want to just actually orally drench them at a time away from when they have their milk feed yeah yeah good point brilliant thank you for that Emma now on our last point we've talked about you've said that calves most calves are weaned at this stage but there might still be some on milk should farmers be weaning calves off meal at the same time as they're weaning them off milk so if your calves are out there eating a pile of grass do they need the meal anymore um 100 they should stay on meal longer than milk it's re- really hard on their stomach and their bacteria that um is in charge of um running their gut and and making um, products to make them grow um, if they come off meal and milk at the same time and we've definitely seen calves go backwards particularly if they come off meal and milk or have other stressful events at the same time like being transported and that and so what we'd recommend would be they come off milk at the normal weaning weight between 90 and 100 kilos and then they might come off meal a month or two months later at 100 120 130 kilos mm. Brilliant. Those are some really good tips there, Emma. Thank you so much for talking to me today about calves. So we've had a reminder of what vaccines we should be using, some good safety tips around drenching, making sure that the equipment is working correctly, we know which drugs we're using and that they're suitable for the weight of our calves. And finally, why it's so important to continue with that meal for at least a few weeks after they've been weaned off milk to reduce the stress. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you for listening today. And thanks again, Emma, for talking to me all about calves. You can catch our other episodes of this podcast in one ear and out the other, wherever you get your podcasts from or from our website at anexa.co.nz. Thanks. No problem.